Welcome everyone and thanks for tuning in to this edition of the 615 Collector. Today is the last day of September. It is Friday the 30th of 2022. My name is Doug Turner. My partner is Brandon Turner and we are your hosts. Uh, yeah, welcome everybody. Thank you for spending some time with us. Uh, before we get started, we always like to remind everybody that we do not take sponsorships or get paid by anybody that we talk about on our show which is intentional so that you can rest assured the information we provide is unbiased and is not financially motivated. Yeah, and along those lines, you know, we always make that statement at the top of every show. It was kind of interesting this last week I was listening to, you know, Jeremy Lee's podcast. Um, he's got a couple different ones, but I was listening to his, uh, I think it's just called Sports Card Live is that one. And he had Cage Lawyer on. Cage Lawyer is the, the guy that does the podcast uh, Luca Tigers and LeBron's which is a popular podcast. I like that one as well. But anyway, but they had mentioned, they were talking about you know people in the hobby and people that take sponsorships. And Jeremy Lee had mentioned how we say at the top of our show that you know we don't take you know any sponsorships and, and try to you know do that so that our information we provide is not biased in any way. But both of those, Jeremy Lee's podcast and the Lucas Tigers and LeBron's podcast, they do take sponsorship because they do it for a living. I mean, those guys are professionals and this is, you know, something they do for a living. And so they take sponsorships. And so I thought I heard them talking about that and heard Jeremy Lee and he had some very, very kind and, and nice remarks about us, but in our podcast and um, said he enjoyed listening to us. So if Jeremy's listened, thank you for that. Uh, we enjoy his podcast as well. And I do want to say like, even we, we say that at the top of every, of every show, just so that people know where we're coming from and and what our you know how how our uh, information is aligned or how our finances are aligned but that doesn't mean that we're not that you know we don't say that in some kind of like self-righteous way that somehow that makes us better than anyone else in that regard because um there are a lot of good uh you know podcasts and other uh, sources of information in the hobby people doing a lot of good work that do take sponsorship they, they they mean they do this for a living this is their job so they they have to you know make money in some way shape or form but that doesn't mean you know that they are providing bad information and and so i think jeremy lee those you know and then cage lawyer those are two there's several there's a few others out there that i think are like that and and so and so i would encourage all of our listeners to check them out they you know anytime we've said it before whether you're dealing with a local card shop whether you're you know dealing with someone you know an auction house or listening to a podcast or you know following someone's social media or whatever it is you just have to make sure you know who you're dealing make sure you're dealing with people that are respectable that have high integrity that are honest you know and that are just good people and that's that's those guys i mean jeremy lee and, and cage lawyer and those guys those are those are good people and they and even though yeah they take sponsorships but you're going to get honest opinions in the the information and the content that they produce you're going to get their honest assessments of things and it's not necessarily going to be influenced and biased by their sponsors they've said many times that they they, they the deals they put together with their sponsors are such that they make it clear like we're going to speak out if we you know if we have something that might critique a particular sponsor we need to have the freedom to be able to say that and they do they they will you know they have done that from time to time so anyway so you have to differentiate that there are other sort of influencers or content producers out there that that take sponsorships that provide that are very biased and it's and and maybe aren't providing as as good of information but but there are a lot that do take sponsors that do provide really good information and and those are two right there and so anyway so i just thought i don't know i, don't know, I just wanted to touch on that one thank jeremy for 
mentioning us and saying that he listens to the show and, and likes it and so we appreciate that very much but then too I wanted to also just clarify kind of where our position is you know that we've chosen not to do that but that doesn't mean that we're you know somehow looking down on or or, or saying that anyone that does that is is, is somehow inferior or or, or you know Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. I'm probably not articulating it. Hey, no one would want to sponsor us anyway, so it's okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, we, we're not Just sponsor worthy. We're not worthy. We're not <laughs> sponsor worthy. Um, and also before we get jumped in, I guess thoughts and prayers to out to any, anyone that was impacted by Hurricane Ian um, actually getting ready to go down to that area of the country myself for work this next week and so been following the track of that storm and kind of seeing all the pictures and of the devastation the damage it's done has just been unbelievable it's uh, so anyway so our uh, thoughts and prayers definitely with everyone and, and go out to everyone that that's impacted by that yes yes uh all right do we want to you want to give maybe a quick rundown on the show it's gonna be kind of a little bit different format yeah today. slightly different um i mean kind of the same but not really um we're not going to do segments just gonna um talk about some different topics kind of all at once yeah um, kind of we're still kind of it's kind of the same sort of order but we just don't have as much so we're just gonna kind of throw it all together yeah just in the interest of shortening it up Mm -hmm. with all the uh what do you call them i just don't feel there's just not really quite enough uh to justify segments here yeah to do all the segues but we are going to cover a little baseball a little football a little basketball even some hockey because we got the hockey season coming up We've got what uh, jersey number? This is we'll do the best fifty-two. Yeah, best Not athletes bad. to wear jersey number fifty-two. We'll also give an update on our sport card portfolio that we did for football fantasy card portfolio, I guess. And then we got a, what a few things: hobby news, some record card sales, some different things like that. So, all right, you want to jump in? You want to start off with our? We haven't given an update on our card portfolio. Yeah, let's start with that. All right, so I gave you the the list. We have. What, 18 cards? We short sold three, and we bought 15. And I got to be honest with you, um, so far the results are eh, not that great. We are we are in net net. We are down uh, 40. What does that say? 46 dollars basically. So we started with just shy of 2,000 dollars, and we now have 1,900 and let's call it 45 dollars. So we're down uh, 46 bucks, give or take. And but here's the way that works we actually are doing really well on our short sales which probably you know because some of this is surprising yeah because some of this is market driven because the the, yeah the market's been coming down some of it is player driven because there are some you know player stories that are driving card values up or down but generally speaking uh, things are down and so we shorted meaning we're betting it to go down a mac jones 2021 don russ and that one is down a fair amount. Uh, we shorted it at $97.83, and the current price is now $68.24. It's down a lot. So remember, when you're short selling, you're betting it goes down. So that's positive. So we got a little better than $200 gain in that one. We also shorted the Joe Burrow 2020 Don Russ base. Uh, we shorted our price on that was $148.84. It is now at $102.83. So we got a $230 gain in that one. And remember, the way we're driving these prices is we took the last the average of the last three sales on card ladder uh, and they are verified sales on card ladder because we only used cards that had verified uh, transactions 
and so anyway, so those were two big wins. We were we were, were we lost a little bit on our Josh Allen short. We're down about thirty bucks on that one, but net net we're up over four hundred dollars on our short sales. So what that tells you is net net we are down about four hundred and fifty dollars nice. on our longs. And some of that's player driven, but a couple things are surprising. Like Cooper Cup, a little bit of a surprising one. So we went long on Cooper Cup, and we're down. $173 on that one. That is our biggest loser in the portfolio. And we had the 2017 Panini Prism Silver in a PSA 10 for Cooper Cup. And we paid $243. It is now at $156 were the average of the last three sales. So I feel like that one is probably more market driven than necessarily. I mean, I guess the Rams haven't been doing as great out of the shoot. So maybe it's a little bit. Didn't he win um, last year? He won some stuff last year. So yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, then uh, let's see what else we had. What else was down? So another big one down was Jonathan Taylor, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I guess maybe because Indy hasn't gotten off to a great start. We had the 2020 Panini Prism Red, White, and Blue. We're down about $93 on that one. Now, another big winner we had on the long side, not surprising. We're going to talk about him later, Lamar Jackson. We did the 2018 Don Russ Optic uh, in a PSA 10. And we bought that at $113. It is now at over $202. So we're up $179 on that one. We'll talk more about that one later because he's he's off to a very hot start to the season. So that's a good example of where it is, you know, player related. Um, so anyway, and then some of these, you know, again, we'll talk about some of this stuff. But like we had, did we have Dak Prescott? No, we didn't have. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we did. We have Dak Prescott. He's down a little bit. Obviously, he got injured. And... Uh, who else? Russell Wilson we had in there. He's not had a great start to the season. C.D. Lamb, obviously impacted by a little bit anyway with Dak Prescott going down. Uh, I will say this. I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out to Von Miller in there. He's our second-largest gainer. He's now on the Bills, obviously making a big impact for, for Buffalo. And his we had the 2014 Topps Chrome base in a PSA 10, and we're up about 50 bucks on that one. So anyway, so there you go. No transactions, although I am, I probably am pretty soon going to pull the trigger and cover the short on Mac Jones anyway, and I'll probably leave the short on Burrow and Allen for a little bit longer, but because um, we've got a, you know, like I said, a little better than $200 gain in that Mac Jones, and so I, I think I might want to lock that one in. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. We have this year Federer retirement. Didn't we talk about this already? Well, we did, but I just wanted to mention it because I don't know if any of our listeners saw it, but I just thought it was cool to see the reaction at the, um, was it the Laver Cup or, or I forget the name of the tournament that was his last one. But it was, man, it was impressive that when you saw the reaction of like Nadal and Djokovic and Andy Murray and all the guys that are basically has competi- you know, been competing with him over the years, and they're literally in tears and you know you could just see how close they all were and, and the relationship they've all built together and i just thought it was really cool yeah. and so i just figured i'd just mention that and now there's been some funny memes out there because there's a couple shots of where Federer and a dollar both you know crying and and so there's been some funny memes on that one but uh but anyway but it it <laughs> yeah, was yeah cool. but it was it was it was cool to see i always i enjoy it when you see it's fun to see competitors I, it reminds me a little bit of like back in the day like Magic and Isaiah Thomas, you know, I think they, you know, they were fierce competitors on the court, but off the court, you know, they kind of, you know, I think were friends and, and got Mag- Magic and Bird too had respect. Yeah, Magic and Bird had, I think, respect for each other. So. Magic and Bird were like really good friends, actually. Yeah. 
So anyway, so I just wanted to mention that. Uh, where else do we want to go next? Uh, let's do jersey numbers. All right. 52 yep. today. Yep. Um, 52. Some good ones. Yeah. There's, there's a few. There's a handful. This wasn't, you know, it's not a long list, but it's not a terribly short list. And there's some decent names, some good names on here. I shouldn't say decent, but some really, some, you know, big names. C.C. Sabathia right out of the chute. Mm-hmm. Pitcher. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of his, he was with the Yankees. He played, I think, with a couple different teams, but um, he's a good one. His rookie card, by the way, is in the 1999 sets. And then he was really the main one in baseball. Yeah. Basketball. We had a couple of big ones. Yeah, we have Jamal Wilkes. I think his rookie card is in the 1976 top set. That's it is. a Hall of Famer. Yep, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's a big card, mm-hmm. that one. In high grade, that goes for a pretty penny. Obviously, he played with uh, Golden State, but he was also with the Lakers for a long time. I can remember. I remember him more with the Lakers than I do with Golden State. I think I personally. do, too. Probably just because, I mean, yeah. Um, and then you got Buck Williams, um, nearly 17,000 points. Early eight or nineteen eighty star, but his rookies probably considered to be in the eighty six Fleer. Yeah, he had some. Just, it's it's kind of like the, the you remember Star had the license in the early eighties. Fleer. Oh, didn't is get that it a company? 19, yeah, okay. Stars. Gotcha, yep. gotcha, gotcha. And so and Fleer got it in nineteen eighty six, and so it's kind of like the Jordan one, right? Like Jordan's rookie, I, some people consider it to be the Star card nineteen eighty four. Well, Buck Williams has I think a Star card nineteen eighty three that some might consider as rookie, but. Uh, Fleer, the 1986 Fleer is you know, kind of like with Jordan is what some people would consider his rookie as well. But yeah, he was a big one. And then we got a couple, a few big ones in football, all on the, uh, well, two on the defensive side of the ball, one on the offensive side. We got Ray Lewis. That's a big one. Rookie cards in the 1996 set. But one of actually his popular cards, maybe I'll have to post on social media for anyone that hasn't seen it. It's the 1994 Miami Bumblebee is what it's called card or set it's from the university of miami that's where they played college it's a popular one and that set also includes warren Sapp, and it includes dwayne johnson nice aka (laughs) the rock yep yeah so in that set you get ray lewis warren Sapp, and the rock it's pretty and those in high grade those go for a pretty like the rock in a psa 10 i think goes for, I think there's one on collectible right now in the fractional platform and I want to say the value is around 30,000 give or take maybe it may have come down maybe maybe closer to 20 now but that gives you an idea you know 20 to 30,000 dollars something like that for a PSA 10 on those so those are cool cards that's a popular one then we also had Robert Brazil he's a linebacker for the Houston Oilers Houston Oilers yes. Houston Oilers Houston Oilers number one. <laughs> Do you? I'm not old enough. <laughs> no, I guess. Do you remember any true. Houston Oilers chants or songs? <laughs> yeah, he was a good uh, linebacker. Or, or enough like well versed in football history, so don't. Yeah, you know. Well, his his rookie cards in the 1976 top set. You know, the Houston Oilers yes. became the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I Titans. know. I know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then we have you don't get a lot of offensive line love, so we're given that today. Mike Webster. Mike Webster was a center for the Pittsburgh Steelers and his rookie cards in the 1977 top set. So give a little bit of love to the Hogs up front. All right. And then we have a hockey. Didn't really have anyone in the WNBA. Uh, we had, I, there was one in hockey, Adam Foote. 
He played 18 seasons, has a couple of Stanley Cup championships, I think both of them with Colorado Avalanche, and his rookie cards in the 91-92 sets. So there you go. There's our list of All right. jersey number 52s. Yes. So who would you pick from that list? I would pick um, Jamal Wilkes. Jamal Wilkes. I think he's the only one on here who's in the Hall of Fame, so... Actually, no. The football. So uh, I believe Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis. Yeah, Robert Brazil and Mike Webster. I think all three of those are in oh, okay. the Hall of Fame. Okay. Well, still. But still, Jamal Wilkes is a good. Yeah, he was like just silk. He was smooth. Um, I like Jamal Wilkes. That's a good pick. Since you went with Jamal, I'm going to go Ray Lewis. I think you got to. It's got to be at least one vote for Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was an absolute beast and a, and a stud on the field. And, and the Baltimore Ravens defense with him. That all those years, I mean, they were just dominant. So yeah, so there you go. All right, one vote for Jamal Wilkes, one vote for Ray Lewis. There's your jersey number fifty twos. Where do we want to go next? Remember, normally we, we say, got all right, random, let's go to the halftime Random report. stuff going on here. So <laughs> yeah, we do. I do want to let's touch on this because I, I've been listening to hobby content a fair amount over. I always do, but over and it seems like now. You remember. And we, I, I feel like we were one of the first, not one, I shouldn't say that, we weren't one of the first, but I would, I feel like we were early in talking about the softness or the declines that were likely to come in the market. And, you know, we started talking about that probably, what, six months or more ago. And we've seen that. Well, now, and, and, and back then, six months ago, you had a lot of people defending, oh, no, the market's still strong. The market's not soft at all. The market's strong. market's strong. But when you looked at, you know, kind of all the underlying indicators and leading indicators, it's like, yeah, no, it's not as strong as you think. And now here we sit. Well, now it feels like everyone, anyone that produces content in the hobby feels like all of them are like the market's weak and going, it's going to go lower. And it's, 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 you know, and like everyone's down on it. And so that actually makes me a little optimistic because sentiment is a big deal and typically it's kind of like the stock market and I think I think the hobby frankly is is not terribly different in the sense that when everyone kind of gets on one side from a sentiment standpoint it's like in the stock market they do sentiment surveys and when everybody's bullish that's usually the time to be bearish and when everyone's bearish it's usually the time to be bullish well I feel like if there was a sentiment we should you know that's what we should do we should we should start a sentiment indicator for the hobby and start publishing <laughs> a sentiment indicator. But anyway, but but if but right now it feels like the sentiment is very very bearish, and whereas and, and, and whereas you know six months ago it was not there was a lot of people still defending defending and now they've kind of thrown in the towel and said okay yeah and it's bearish and so that it just makes me feel a little optimistic like maybe we're getting you know and it, look. It's kind of like real estate. They say it's location, location, location. You can't just kind of lump it all together. I think cards are the same way. You can't necessarily lump It's card by card by card and player by player by player. You can't lump them all together. But I think in general, I don't know. You know, I still think there's probably some cards that are going to continue to come down because there's a lot of speculation. The stuff that gets hyped up and speculated on, to the extent that those players don't pan out, those card values are going to come down. But, but the other stuff in general, I feel like maybe we're finding a footing down here um, and maybe getting near a bottom that we can build a, a base off of and maybe start to, to grow a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but I, all I do know is this, is that when we start hearing everyone being bearish, I think that's a positive thing. Probably. That's a good thing. And, and typically you'd want to take the opposite side of that. 
All right. All right. Um, did you want to touch on pop counts, or do you want to? Uh, no, reserve, let's save that for another that. time. Yeah, we we want to. Yeah, we want to kind of. I want to do a whole sort of segment on on pop counts and and tie that into some other some other. We'll we'll put some stats and some analysis together. So let's hold that over to another show. All right, Mark Zuckerberg batted point nine two in little league. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he <laughs> just since little league. <laughs> Still, that Come must on. that's that's a heck of a batting average. What he he may got out like once. What or is twice. this little like little league World Series, or just I, straight up little league? I think this was like his nineteen ninety two season, little league season. I don't know if it was just the World. I don't think it was the World Series. I think it was his just the season he played in little league, nineteen ninety two, like. Well, like the league where they have the World Series is what I mean. Oh yeah, that was yeah. That's the league, but it wasn't the actual yeah. But I don't oh, think okay. it was in okay. the World Series. I, I suppose that's a little bit different. I then yeah, like so you I'm didn't still have like, that like kids up. are like uh, like I've seen kids that just like hit every single pitch in in my little league. Yeah, because they're just monsters. That, they're monsters at nine years old. Yeah, he would. Well, he had and and you, you know Mark Zuckerberg is right. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the the founder of well or one of I guess of, of what used to be called Facebook now they call it Meta. Anyway, is it not just two different things owned by the same company? Meta they changed the name of the company to Meta. It oh, used that's to be just straight Facebook. up the name of the whole now company. Now it's called Meta, oh, okay. but they own Facebook. I thought that was just two different. No, the, the two. Separate. I mean, they do have a they have a yeah. They're trying to do some stuff in the metaverse. They've got Facebook. They've got Instagram. They got a bunch of stuff in you know under the umbrella. But they've changed the company name now to Meta. Okay, company name used to be Facebook. Anyway, his uh, yeah. So he had a card, he a little league card, league, seriously. Yeah, and it and it sold. That dude's a <laughs> get this. It sold for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. One hundred twenty thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Come sold on. For. Come on, man. Supposedly, it's a one. It's the only one in existence. Why would you want Mark Zuckerberg? Why would you pay that much for, for the Mark The back Zuckerberg of the card has the stats. Baseball. He was three foot eleven. Forty eight pounds. Forty eight. Wait, pounds. is that is that light for three foot eleven? I don't know. I feel like that's light for three foot eleven. I feel like it. He looked skinny on the card. Because like, I mean, I know he's a kid, but like, still forty eight pounds. Like, yeah. Doesn't our dog weigh more than that? Oh, yeah, our dog does like weigh more Dogs, than that. definitely. Like, I've seen dogs we have with more meat dog. on their bones than Mark. Yeah, we have at, a big dog. At, at, we have a great, at nine years old or whatever. We, yeah, we have a great Pyrenees. She's probably 90 pounds. She's probably twice the size of Mark Zuckerberg when he was that age. How old was he? Did it say here how old he uh, was? It doesn't say, but if I think he's three was like, foot 11, he's got to be really young. I think he right? was like 10 or 12, or maybe he was like 8. I don't know. Something. Anyway, but that was from 1992. His favorite team was the Yankees. On the cards, his favorite player was Roger Clemens. Sold for one hundred twenty thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. I don't know. I'm trying to think if it was. It wasn't graded. I don't think. Oh no, it was. I think it, it was in an SGC slab, and they gave it the A, authentic. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> I thought that was funny. There's some some big card shows coming up too. We'll touch on those real quick. There's the Midwest Monster Show in Fishers, Indiana. That's a 375-table show. That's going to be next weekend, October 7th and 8th. And then here in in our uh, hometown in Nashville, there is the National, they call it, the Nashville National, N-A-S-H, card show. That's the end of October, the 28th to the 30th. That has now grown to over 700 tables. It is going to be, that that has become a huge show. And so that one's going to be a fun one. Planning to go that. I actually have a couple of buddies uh, that are going to hopefully be able to go with me to that one. I got a buddy that was going through some of his old cards, and 
and he, he gave I've, I've got a whole stack of cards that I've been trying to grade for him to give him an idea of what they would grade but he has some nice stuff he has a bunch of Griffey Jr. rookies a bunch of Jerry Rice rookies Dan Marino rookie like he's got a lot of nice stuff I've been going through grading him he's got you know he's we'll see I'm not finished but it's a lot of sevens and eights I think uh, maybe a six or, or so in there maybe in a couple maybe lower grades and then he's got a couple that I think could get nines. He has one Griffey that I think could get a 10. That would be huge. I mean, it's got a high pop count, but the gem rate, you know, it's like 4,000 or something in the pop count, but the gem rate's like 4%. So meaning 4% of the cards get a 10. So even though there's a high pop count in terms of the absolute number, as a percentage of the cards that get graded, it's not necessarily a high percentage. But anyway, so it's been kind of fun going through that and uh and seeing him kind of get into it and so yeah i think we're gonna uh, maybe try to hit that sh- that nas- national show here in, in nashville coming up at the end of the month and then let's touch on some record sales okay some card ladder record sales obviously a bunch of judge aaron judge cards are setting records we'll talk about some of the stuff he's been doing but his 2013 bowman chrome draft picks and prospects card it's autographed it's a refractor and in a psa 10 it's sold for just shy of $25,000. And then there was also a 1954 Topps Hank Aaron. That's his rookie card. This was in an SGC 8.5, and it sold for $108,000 via PWCC. I got to tell you, that's I feel like there is a PSA 8.5 on collectible on the fractional platform that I believe is trading for around $170,000 as the value. But I think the last auction of a PSA 8.5 went for I want to say around 200,000 190 200,000 something like that and here's an SGC eight and a half for almost half of that yeah it feels like look I, I just feel like there was that uh what was it I think it was the heritage the guy that does the heritage sports auctions was on the Luca uh, bronze and or tigers of bronze podcast and talked about that if you can get these SGCs for 50 percent discount to PSAs he thinks it's a steal and I would I would tend to agree with him. Uh, you know I, I just don't think there's any reason for the be that big of a discount. But all right, what else have we got on the on the uh, record card sales? You want to do the next one? Uh, sure. There's a 1987 Fleer a Minute Bowl. Minute Bowl. PSA 10. Uh, it sold for five thousand six hundred and fifty-five dollars on eBay. Yeah. Have you seen any of Minute Bowls? His I think his rookie cards in the '86 Fleer. So this is his second year. But you know I have a poster of him. I do. Life size. Yes. He was like, what was he, like 7'2 seven, seven, or 7'4? Seven, he was like 7'6 seven, seven, seven or 7'7 seven, seven or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Some he's crazy. Like, yeah, he's like ridiculous. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, who's been having a good start to the season, his 2020 Don Russ Optic Downtown, which is a popular insert in that set, in a PSA 10 sold for $1,550 via eBay. And then a bunch of cards from players like Michael Jordan, uh, Josh Allen, Tua, uh, Mookie Betts, uh, and several others that have been setting records. So, you know, still of that. And that's where, you know, it, it's good, I think, when you get to the point where the market's not moving, where everything's not moving in one direction. Everything's not going up just because, and everything's not going down just because, but you start to differentiate. The things that, you know, go down, they go down for good reason. The things that go up, they go up for good reason. I think we're starting to see that a little bit now. You're seeing, you know, the players that are performing and doing things on the field or on the court or wherever, you know, their card values are tending to go up. And those that maybe aren't 
and or you know maybe having disappointing seasons or getting injured or whatever it might be um, those card values are tending to go down so i think that differentiation you're starting to see is is a positive sign for the hobby and then right. let's touch on some baseball yeah three i posted this on our social media but three big uh, sort of storylines happening that, that we've talked about everyone knows about you got Pujols who hit this last week hit 700 so that was awesome I know when the season started everybody a, said he wasn't going to get it yeah <laughs> there's like, a lot of doubt well I mean he, he had to get what what would, what was it 20 some odd home runs and was it only 20 I thought it was like 50 no he had to hit like 20 some odd 23 or 4 or whatever 20 I forget the exact number why do people not think he could get, do that and <laughs> Well, because he hasn't, he's been he hasn't been hitting as many in his you know later years. Yeah, but when he's I'm like you got to know he's going to be going for that this yeah. year, right? Like yeah, but he got to seven hundred, and and not only that, but I'm gonna I want to pull up our post in social media because this is where he ranks. So let first of all let's talk about where he ranks all time in the award. So he won NL National League Rookie of the Year in his rookie season, two thousand one. He's a three-time NL MVP winner, 11-time All-Star, a two-time World Series champion, and in the major hitting categories of all-time, all-time leaders for home runs, he's now fourth with 700 behind Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron and Barry Bonds. For hits, total hits, he also has over 3,000 hits. There are not a lot of people that have over 3,000 hits. I don't know the exact count, but I think it's like maybe 20 people all-time ever that have over 3,000 hits he has I think a little uh, close to 3,400 he ranks ninth all-time runs batted in RBIs he ranks third all-time only behind Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth and then total bases he ranks second all-time only behind Hank Aaron Um, and on and you know guys that are in the top 10 of those different lists like we said Hank Aaron Babe Ruth got Lou Gehrig Ty Cobb Stan Musial I mean you got the kind of Willie Mays, the who's who of all-time baseball, and there's Pujols right in the mix of that. So that's been a lot of fun uh, watching what he's been doing. And then you've got, obviously, Aaron Judge, and he hit 61 the other night, so he yes. tied Roger Maris for the AL single-season record, and he's still got a few more games to potentially hit 62. He's also, by the way, going for that triple crown. I'm not sure if he's going to get it or not. I don't know. Uh, I forget where he's at right now on each of the categories, but uh, he's close. I'm not sure. I, th- I think a batting average might be the one where he's, um, you know, ch- I, I don't remember. But anyway, but he's going for that as well, so that's big. And then you've got Otani and all the things. I mean, Otani is, you know, like we've said every week, right? He, he's doing things that we've never seen before in baseball, and he continues to do it. This past week, he had a he lost his a no hit bid. He had a no hitter going into the eighth inning with two outs left in the eighth inning. Uh, a, a, I forget who it was that got the hit, but he gave up the first hit. And get this, so he walks the first batter of the game, right? Then he retires twenty three straight batters, and then gives up that hit in the eighth inning. He struck out ten. He walked just one. And oh by the way, he went two for four at the plate with an RBI as well. Nice. I mean, it's crazy. He's the. I think I saw a stat, and I haven't. I haven't sort of fact checked this. So, but I, I believe it to be true. First player since 1900 with 600 or more plate appearances and to face 600 or more batters. I mean, 
So anyway, he's what he's putting together in the early part of his career. Remember, he was the AL Rookie of the Year in 2018, his rookie season. He also has been last year. He got the AL MVP. So he's starting to build a really nice resume how as well. How many players are there in the MLB? Well, let's see. There's how many? There's there 30. How many per team on a roster? Like 20, I think 25 or 6. Jeez. On the roster. And then what? No, it's like 30 teams? Yeah, something like that. 32 teams, 30 teams, oh. something like that. Okay. I should know exactly, but I don't remember off the top of my head. So real quick, let's touch on a, a couple of card values for these players. I posted this on social media, but, um, you know, it's interesting. We've seen you've seen Aaron Judge cards, and I'm going to use – I tried to pick cards that were comparable in terms of there being, you know, being the rookie card or, or – uh, and, and being similar pop count and, and similar value. So for Aaron Judge, I use the 2013 Bowman Chrome draft picks and prospects. This is not the autograph card in a PSA 10. There's about 1,115 of them, but that has absolutely taken off. What, maybe three months ago, that card was selling for $200, and the last several sales, there's been five or six of them between $800 and $1,000. So it is up, you know, what, over 300, nearly 400 percent during that time now let's shift gears and look at Pujols so I used for Pujols I used his 2001 Topps Chrome traded in a PSA 10 that has a pop count of about 400 and over the last three months that one is up about 50 percent so it's it's up a good amount but it's not up anywhere near you know what Judge has been up uh, that one you know three months ago was selling for around two thousand dollars but it actually it kind of varied to be honest if you look at it the the chart definitely shows an uptrend but it's not a very it's not a huge one like where's that judge chart you kind of see that parabolic move over the last couple of weeks and then for Otani I picked his 2018 Topps Chrome in a PSA 10 this was the one of him pitching and it's a refractor and the pop count on that is 881 and over the last 3 months that one's actually down so it was selling for about 350 to 400 dollars 3 months ago and the last sale on that was what 300 right just under 350 so around 338 dollars so just basically flat to maybe slightly down so anyway so and i posed the question on social media between those three who do people think uh, represents the best investment today and probably not surprisingly in some ways right now judges in the lead with 43 uh, percent of the vote pujols and otani are tied for second with 29 percent of the vote hmm. I gotta say, my personal opinion. Again, I don't. We don't give advice on this. Everyone, collect what you want. You know, invest how you want. But if it were me, I would not be chasing Aaron Judge right here. Yeah, I don't. I was gonna say, I don't think that makes sense. I yeah, I would. I mean, I, I, I would sell great. Aaron Judge. I, in fact, I have that. I think I have that Bowman Chrome. My card, only thing is, I'm my only about selling. My it. only thing is like, if you're thinking he'll break the record, maybe it'll go up more. But yeah, and maybe if, like it's already up so much. I'd feel like I agree. I feel like it's baked in. If you're gonna invest in something, and what if he doesn't? Not, what if he doesn't not hit judge. 62? It is. Yeah, it's one of the others. I think Pujols. I mean, some people say Pujols isn't because he's gonna retire and then he's gonna I, be. I would say that is out of the spotlight. But he's also gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, I would and, say it is because. Yeah, he's you know, and he's great, and he's gonna go down as one of the top five or ten legends of the game exactly and so i just think long term he represents good value personally and then i actually think otani right now is potentially the best one to invest in because like we just said first of all his stuff is actually down a little bit and 
the what he's starting to put together early in his career is 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 really impressive oh and by the way let's talk about this for a minute because we've mentioned this before i remember i've told you how when i'm doing my fantasy leagues i like to draft guys during contract years so let's put that here guess what judge is in this year a contract he's year. in a contract year he didn't he didn't sign the yankees tried to resign him he didn't he was in a contract year and he's having the year of his life he's i mean the best year of his career he's having and what's going to happen next year with Otani? Next year, he's going to be in a contract year. After the end of next year, he's going to be a free agent. So we'll see. You know, we've talked about the Angels maybe being up for sale. Maybe Otani gets moved in the offseason. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, that's something to watch. That's another reason why I think Otani's cards could represent some interesting value. Oh, by the way, another player who's in a contract year, Lamar Jackson. Remember, he didn't sign a deal with the Ravens to extend his contract so he is basically going to be free agent at the end of this year and he is having at least the start we're only what three games into the season so still a long way to go but he is having the best start of the season since what 2019 which was his mvp was it 19 or 18 19, 19. was his and that was his mvp campaign yes so Guys in contract years, I'm telling you. <laughs> but here's the thing, too. Once they get the big contract, you typically don't see the same kind of production the next year. I don't know what that means for Judge but um, or Lamar or any of those guys. But, I mean, they can still well, do really I mean, well. I I'm not saying... I certainly won't say... I mean, I wouldn't expect him to be breaking records the next season. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I say I wouldn't chase the, the cards here, you know, um, just because... I think you could probably wait, wait six months, wait till the off season, and then maybe potentially, if you wanted to own them, get a chance to pick them up for a little less in value. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll continue to move higher. I don't know. Um, all right, should we go to? So that's baseball. Should we touch on some football? Yes. So I think the there's a few storylines in football, but one of the big ones is injuries, quarterback injuries. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot. You had Dak Prescott to start the season, Justin Herbert. Obviously, Zach Wilson, although Zach Wilson, they're saying it's going to be back this week, so that's good. But now Mac Jones is going to be out. Trey Lance out. Tua went down. And boy, I'll tell you what, I know it's been talked about. We don't have to, we, we won't necessarily add anything to the conversation. But when I saw that, I was like, what were the doctors thinking letting Tua play after that hit he took just four days ago? Because they played the Thursday night game and it was in the Sunday game against the Bills. Where he took that hit and clearly looked to, to, I think everyone in the country that saw that looked like he had a concussion. And everyone was saying, why Why was he still in the game? And then here, just four days later, he's back in the game and then has that happen. It was just terrible. Terrible to see. So obviously our, our heart and, go, and prayers go out to him. Hope for a, a full and speedy recovery. But man, you definitely, you know, the doctors and, and the Dolphins organization need to sort of take a look at that. And, and look, I mean, it could have, you know, it can happen to anyone at any time, but you got to think that having that happen just a few days before, you, I don't know, you know what I mean? I'm not an expert on concussions and head injuries, but you would think that that would maybe contribute to it being potentially worse if he had it happen again in such a short time frame. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so just a lot of injuries for quarterbacks. Uh Let's talk Lamar Jackson. So we said he, he's having a start to the season. Well, he is the first player with 10 pass or more passing touchdowns and 200 or more rushing yards in the first three games of the season. There's only one other player that has done this before, 
I say he was the first player because it was him. He, it was Lamar Jackson in 2019, which was that MVP campaign that we talked about earlier. So, And you're seeing his card values. I, I looked at a couple. So his 2018 select premier level silver in a PSA 10 jumped from like $300 to about $500. Not a lot, not a lot of sales to, to call that a trend, but still his base Don Russ, 2018 Don Russ, that moved from $80 to, um, or excuse me, it was trading in the $80 to $100 range it is now um, selling in the 120 to 140 dollar range, and then his optic, the Donruss optic for 2018, that one's moved up over 50 percent in the past three months. So definitely, and we saw that in our own fantasy sport card portfolio. Lamar Jackson, I think, was our biggest winner on the long side, aside from the short sales that we had on on Mac Jones cards and, and Joe Burrow cards. But so that's an example of where his performance on the field is definitely translating to some increased values of his cards. Another big storyline, my beloved Broncos playing the Raiders this week. And Josh McDaniels going to come back. He's the coach of the Raiders now. going to make now. them 0-4. I, I hope so, but I don't want to jinx also, it. Also, hey, Denver, Jacksonville's Denver been 3-0. Well. I know. They, they beat, I kept oh, they telling beat you. the Chargers, right? Yeah, so. I kept telling you. Did, did, Herbert, did Herbert play? Huh? Yeah, Herbert, Herbert did play. Ah. Herbert did play. <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville's going to win the Super Bowl this, this season. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jacksonville's got a pretty decent team. They really do. They're not bad. You know? hey, they're better than our teams right now. And so. they got, you know, the coaching. I mean, who is it? It's Doug Peterson, I think. He was the coach uh, at Philadelphia, I think, prior to coming there. They're better than so, the Bills right now. Yeah. They have a better record than the Bills anyway. There you go. That's right. So that makes them a better team. Did you see the uh, You're offensive? only as good as your record says. And if you're 3-0 and and they're 2-1, and then you're better. That's right. Did you see the offensive coordinator of the Bills like throw everything? No. <laughs> when they lost the Dolphins. Like no, but that was really yeah. That was I mean, it's close. Yeah. All right. WNBA. There's some WNBA news too. Kind of yeah. Um, World Cup team for. Is it is it the WNBA? It's the U.S. World Cup team. Right? Well, that's so, right. It's not yeah. It's WNBA players. But it's basically the WNBA World Cup team. Um, uh, obviously very stacked been rolling uh, I guess they're in the final against China which will be played tomorrow which is October 1st yep on Saturday yeah they um, got Ionescu Sabrina they got Kelsey Plum Brianna Stewart Asia Wilson yeah. Lisa Tom Chelsea Gray Brianna Jones I mean like it's just crazy they've been I think blowing everybody out so far by 30 40 plus points they should be yeah they got like everybody <laughs> Not much else to say there. I don't think anybody. It's kind of the standard. No, that's that's like what's expected for this team. So, let's talk NBA. NBA is uh, season not not too far away. Yeah, now. preseason I think is starting like today. There's some like like there's like a Japan game going on. They're playing a game in Japan. The Warriors and the Wizards are. I think. Okay. I think they already did. And then the Clippers are playing some other team from some other country i don't really know what it is it's like it starts to look like a r like i don't even i don't even know i had like apostrophes in it like i don't know i did not explore what what that was about but there's something like that going on so they're playing in other places they're also playing other like i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna guess like a foreign national team i'm not really sure um something like that well we talked last time some interesting i'm kind of curious to see what KD's going to do what Ben Simmons. I kind of like Ben Simmons coming into this year. I think 
it's a good fit for him with the Nets, and I think he could in his cards. Some of his cards are not cheap, but some of his cards are, and pretty inexpensive. We touched on that a little bit last time, so I'm not going to repeat that again here today. But And then, you know, Zion, same thing. Some of Zion's cards are still expensive, but some of them have come down quite a bit. Still and, looking and, like a monster. And New Orleans, I mean, they, the Pelicans, they should have a – I, I kind of like their team, you know. They've got a solid team. They do. And they really do, and they played well in the playoffs last year. So, Now, what did you think about Blake Griffin going to the Celtics? I just saw that like in two hours ago or something. Yeah. I don't know what his role is on that team, I'm going to be honest, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, gives them – I mean, it makes <laughs> – Makes them even bigger, so I guess that's that's a good thing. Yep. Man, they got a lot of size on that team. Good lord. If you just, I remember, if you just like looked at them against the Warriors in the finals, it was just like night and day in terms of like you played the Warriors went small and they kept the Celtics kept like their normal starting five on the floor. It was just like ridiculous, like across every position. They got big everything. So now they're even bigger. So I don't know. We'll see what that looks like for them, but we know. So here's an interesting one that I think to watch in the NBA this year. Now, this may, maybe this is um, a popular opinion. I don't know. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but that's LeBron James. And the reason I think, well, one is, I mean, people, he's are, a, people are talking about it, but I, people have been talking about it for a while. So I think it's just kind of like, you know, people like kind of know about it already yeah so there's not a lot of talk leading into the season just because it's already like common knowledge yeah and what we're talking about here is he is, is if he can stay healthy he's very likely to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the all-time leading scorer ever in the NBA I mean if he can stay healthy for 64 games which I think he probably probably can I know he's been dealing with some stuff but like you know so he's he's he Kareem has he will get it because there's no way he's not averaging 20 yeah Kareem has 38,387 points LeBron has 37,062, so the difference there is 1,325 points. So if he were to average 25 points a game, then it would take 53 games That's like his to surpass him. career average about yeah. a little bit less. and he averaged 30 last year. Mm-hmm. And obviously I, I don't season, think he'll average 30 this year because he needed to last season, but, you know. Yeah, and the season is, what, 82? He can. Is it 82 you know? games? Yes. So the season, so 53, a little more than half. Well, and here's what LeBron James has averaged in his career. Get this. So last year we said 30. Then it was 25. I'm, I'm going to round these. 25, 25, 27, 27, 26, 25, 25, 27, 26, 27, 27, 29, almost 30, 28, 30, 27, 31, 27. And then the only time he averaged less than 25 was his rookie season where he averaged about 21. I mean, that's absolutely is, impressive. Yeah. Dude, he's he's like the only person who came out of high school ready to play. Yeah. Like, good lord. But yeah, but and, it goes to say like he if he stays healthy, he will get it. Well, and so let's look at not. a couple of his card values. So yeah. I'm going to look at two of his card values. I'm going to look at the the 2003 tops, uh, the just the paper, the base and a PSA 10. Pop count on this one is 2200. It's a popular one. It's kind of in that white suit holding up the the uh, Cleveland jersey with number 23 on it. But over the last year, the value of that card has come down. It was a year ago trading or you know selling for around forty-five hundred to five thousand dollars, and the last sale on that 
was $2,250. And when you look at the chart, I know our listeners can't see this, but if you look at the chart, there's kind of the steady decline for about the last nine months. And then over the last three months, it's kind of building a base. It hasn't really gone much below. I mean, there's been a couple of sales below 2000 but it's kind of built this base at about $2,000 and, and then now has just an ever so slight uptrend. So you know, it looks like maybe it's kind of bottoming and, and going to start to move up. We'll see. I mean, it's still, when you pan out longer, it's definitely higher than where it was pre-pandemic, but it is back now to levels that it was really at the beginning of the pandemic. And the same is true. Let's look at the other one I want to look at. is this Topps Chrome card in 2003. We'll use the base. We'll use a PSA 10. Pop count on that is 2,205. But so on this one, a year ago, it was selling for between sixteen and eighteen thousand dollars, and then that has come down. Similar chart pattern on this over the last nine months or so, that came down um, to around eight thousand dollars, and then it found a floor at eight thousand, and it's been kind of starting to move a little bit higher since the last sale was eighty-five hundred dollars. So anyway, and same situation if you pan out, it's it's still higher than it was pre-pandemic, but it's back down to the levels that it was really at the start of the pandemic. So I just LeBron's an interesting one to me because obviously he already is one of the goats, right? And yes. and there can be the debate about Jordan and LeBron and Kobe and whoever else, right? Bill Russell and whoever you want to throw into that mix. But don't forget he, Kareem. Everybody forgets Kareem. Kareem. All yeah. There's several people you could throw into the mix. But the bottom line is LeBron is going to be among the goat conversation. And goat I, of his era. There's and, never and, one goat. Just. Well, and now yeah. he's going to be potentially again stay healthy. He's going to become the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. And so I just feel like look at what's happening with Judge this year. Look at what's happening with Pujols this year. Right as they're chasing these records, their card values have started to grow in value and popularity. I think the same thing. You're going to see the same thing with LeBron. I really do. And I think the setup here is really interesting because you've got these cards that were significantly higher than they are today they've come down a lot they look like they're finding a floor because they haven't really gone lower over the last three months they've kind of found a base and started trend a little bit higher you got this storyline coming up this season that's going to get a ton of you know coverage and attention it's going to get look the lakers are going to get a ton of coverage and attention anyway <laughs> yeah so I mean LeBron will yeah which and, always does. and so it just makes me think that LeBron actually and I actually feel good about that too I like the fact it's kind of like pools we said that I don't know uh, we we I'm trying to think we probably didn't say it as much but we did talk about pools and I know you and I when I went to the Mint Collective I intentionally picked up some Pujols rookie cards because you knew that this was going to be you know he was going to retire at the end of the season he was going to have this chase for seven hundred. And so, and now we're seeing it, right? And so you, you know, he could picked up his cards back then for three to four hundred dollars. That thinking about that top scrum traded, now you can sell it for five to six hundred dollars, right? And maybe even a little bit more. And I just think there's this kind of, and and what I love about that was Pools was a goat. So you, you can't, it's almost like you can't go wrong. There's not really a downside, right? Because if he doesn't get it, then well, okay, he still goes down as one of the greatest of all time. And LeBron, was, LeBron's actually an interesting one from that perspective, just because he's the kind of guy who already does a lot of stuff outside of basketball, who once he retires, I'm sure he has a lot of things that he wants to do yeah. that could, you know... Keep him relevant. It could keep him relevant. It could... Whatever he decides to do, 
you know it could eventually affect yeah. that in some way potentially you know i guess yeah. you'll see but so like, anyway I, I would say in the same way like um that probably would have happened with kobe had he not passed away because he was doing some interesting like he won like an oscar and stuff and so like he would yeah. have you know Agreed. so i think lebron is a person who you know could potentially do some stuff like that yeah maybe not like oscar but like like he i'm sure he has he's like the type of person that has like plans beyond basketball so absolutely agree with that and so we'll see i like i said not making recommendations but i gotta be honest with you i'm 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 really looking at this and now those cards are expensive you have two thousand dollars or or for the paper and 8500 for the chrome is really expensive so let me let me try to look at a let me look at a nine to see what the value difference is there so on the chrome if you go to a nine it's the last sale was eighteen hundred and fifty dollars but a, a similar chart pattern the chart pattern is almost identical so it was around forty five hundred to five thousand then dropped down to eighteen fifty now let's look at the paper and let's look into nine on the paper and so yeah a less pronounced chart pattern on the nine with the paper but still a similar chart pattern it was trading upwards of a thousand dollars came down looks like it's kind of found a floor around 500 and the last trade was 525 so or last sale i should say transaction was 525 so anyway so there are so you could maybe drop a grade if you wanted to or if you couldn't afford you know the 10 you could drop a grade to get something a little less expensive or there are a couple of other cards out there that you could go take a look at but i do think it's interesting to me i think lebron is one and again we're not telling people what to i'm not telling anyone what to invest in you collect what you want you invest in what you want but it's just interesting to me. I think LeBron is one that as we get into the season and he starts you know, pursuing and getting close and then ultimately surpassing Kareem, again, assuming he stays healthy, then I think that, that media attention and that storyline could definitely, especially with the setup, right? It'd be different if his cards were you know, sitting at highs, all-time highs or whatever, but the fact that they're down you know, in in many cases, more than 50% over the last year. And the fact that they've kind of found this, what looks like found a floor that for the last three to four or five months, they haven't really traded below that floor and kind of maybe start a little bit of an uptrend. I just think the setup is really interesting here. So we'll see, but that's one I'm going to be keeping my eye on. All right. All right. Then the last thing is we got NHL season, get ready to begin. This is a, this is one of those times for the hobby. You got hockey season getting ready to start you got basketball season getting ready to start you got football in full swing and then you got baseball playoffs coming up so big time for the hobby here but yeah the nhl preseason has already started but the regular season kicks off next week on october 7th is that seventh is that i think that's saturday if i'm not mistaken i believe so and two teams near and dear to our heart because you're gonna have the our uh, hometown and beloved nashville predators are gonna play the San Jose Sharks. It's Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the San Jose Sharks, which is my brother-in-law's favorite team, your and my uh, my nephew's, your your cousin's favorite team, and so we got a nice little rivalry going with the Sharks. But they're actually going to play two games. They're playing over in Prague, and so they play a game on the seventh, and then I think another game on the eighth, and then the first game in North America will puck will drop on October eleventh. So we're just a week to 10 days out from the start of the NHL season as well. So we'll have some interesting things to watch there. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that is the show for today. Little, little shorter of a show, but uh, that's it. Thanks to all of our listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. Brandon, go ahead and take us out. 
uh, yeah, uh, thanks everybody for spending some of your time with us once again. Um, if you have ideas for topics for a future show or questions you'd like us to answer, don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know. We will do our best to incorporate that into the show. Um, also, check us out on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check out our website, www.the615collector.com, and subscribe to our email list. Yep, and as we always say, please tell your family and friends about us as well. Please encourage them to listen to the show. Please follow us on your favorite podcast outlet. We love it when you do that too. And so that is it. Show number 52 is in the books, and we will see you all next Friday, same time, same place, here on The 615 Collector.